Today on Transforming Lives. Today we want to minister on the second ingredient of the recipe for success, and that is connecting with people. To connect with people is to establish a rapport with them. It is to cooperate and collaborate with them. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Philippians chapter 2 verses 1 to 5. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude as Jesus Christ. A public school teacher shared with her students concerning the principle, principle of giving and receiving. She noticed that her student held the book closer to her eyes during their reading class. The teacher arranged to have the student take an eye exam from her own doctor, not as a charity, but as a friend. The student was intrigued with the activity and did not realize exactly what was happening until one day at school, the teacher gave her the glasses. I can't take them. I can't pay for them, she said, embarrassed by her family poverty. The teacher told her a story. When I was a child, my neighbor gave me glasses. She said to me that I should pay for them someday by getting glasses for some other little girl. So you see, the glasses has already been paid for before you were born. Then the teacher said the most wonderful words to the students to the student that she had ever heard. Someday you will buy glasses for some other little girl. The teacher saw the student as a giver. She made her responsible. She believed that she might have something to give somebody. She accepted her as a member of the same life or world that she lived in. The student walked out the room, clinching to the glasses, not as a recipient of charity, but as a trusted steward. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord, minister to your people. Open their eyes, open their understanding. Give them hearts to believe, minds to understand, and wills to obey. In Jesus' name, amen. This is exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. He loved us and before we had anything to give him. He believed in us and knew that someday we too will be able to share with somebody else. Romans chapter 8, I mean, chapter 5, verse 8 says, 
But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. First John chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us so that we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. We are continuing our series on the recipe for success. We told you that success is knowing your purpose, growing to your maximum potential, and sowing seeds that benefit others. We also told you that Jesus is calling us to join him in his work. Hence, the work of Jesus is to increase our ability to cooperate with God and to minister to people. The Bible tells us, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The last time we ministered, we taught on the first ingredient of the recipe for success. That is living a focused lifestyle. We told you that there are four principles of how to live a focused lifestyle. They are identifying your purpose, focusing on personal uh, uh, um, development, sharpening your skills, and cooperating with people. Today, we want to minister on the second ingredient of the recipe for success, and that is connecting with people. To connect with people is to establish a rapport with them. It is to cooperate and collaborate with them. In the passage that we just read, Paul encouraged the Philippian Christians to esteem one another as better than themselves. Paul challenged the believers to lift each other up and to focus on what was important to the other person. Our success, fulfillment, and happiness depends on our ability to relate effectively to people. Our relationship is the glue that sustains life and ministry. We were created to live in communities. Our success is dependent upon the effectively, it depends upon how effectively we are able to build and maintain the relationships that God has given us. A good example of, of connecting with people is shown in, 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 in uh, uh, um, the book of 1 Samuel with David and Jonathan, um, which shared with you last time that, that David was uh, uh, um, sent by his father to uh, 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 um, carry supplies for his brothers, and he met Goliath. And the Bible tells us that after uh, um, encountering Goliath and ministering and, and, and defeating Goliath, saw the king wanted to meet with David. And when he met with David, the Bible says after that meeting, Jonathan, the king's son, had a, a time to meet with David. And when they met each other, they, were, they connected. The Bible tells us that Jonathan loved David like it's himself. And he decided to, 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 to establish a covenant between he and David. Jonathan, uh, um, in 1 Samuel chapter 18, the Bible tells us that Jonathan took off his robe, symbolizing his authority. He gave it to David. He took his uh, um, sword, symbolizing his power. He took his bow and arrow, symbolizing his power, and he gave it to David. He took off his jacket symbolizing his relationship, uh, um, his, his, his brotherly love, 
and he gave it to David. And the Bible tells us that he and David connected and they, they, they had a good relationship because they loved each other and they, they worked with each other. Here was a young man who saw someone who God was working in and he decided to connect with him. Today I want to share with us three things that we must do in order for us to connect with people. Number one, we need to love people. Number two, we need to help people. And number three, we need to love people. Amen. Let's look at each one of these things uh, um, more closely. Hallelujah. Number one, understand people. To understand people, we must follow the golden rule. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, the Bible says, Do unto others as you will have them do unto you. Also, we must follow the preferred rule. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, the Bible says, Don't be selfish, but don't try to impress others, but humble yourself, thinking of others as better than yourself. We must also follow the sacrificial rule. And the sacrificial rule, Jesus said in John chapter 15, he said, greater love has no man than the, uh, a person will lay down his life for his friends. We need to decide if we connect with people and, and, and understand them how we want to be treated and decide to treat people that way. That means if you want to be loved, you need to love people. If you want to, 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 to people to show you courtesy, you need to be courteous. If you want people to, 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 to be kind to you, you need to be kind. If you want people to esteem you, you need to esteem them. Amen? Or better yet, you need to find out how people want to be treated and treat them that way. Amen? There are four ways that, that I want to share with you how everyone wants to be treated. Number one, everyone wants to be encouraged. No matter who you are or no matter how, what background you come from or the color of your skin or the place you live or your, your, your background or what part of the continent you live, everyone wants to be encouraged. Philippians chapter, uh, um, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, the Bible says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. To encourage is to give support. To encourage is to give confidence. To encourage is to give hope. To encourage is to inspire. To encourage is to motivate. When you encourage somebody, you inspire them and you motivate them. Amen? To encourage also is to build people up and let them know that you believe in them. Amen. Second thing is that every person wants to be appreciated. There is a story in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 6, the Bible recalls that there were times when the church was growing and rapidly increasing. And all of a sudden, there was a complaint. There was a murmuring among the, 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 the Gentile uh, or, or Greek believers that, um, that, and they were complaining, their widows were complaining that they were not being taken care of just the same way the Hebrew believers' widows were taken care of. And so they brought the situation to the apostles. Now, all of the apostles were Jewish believers, and they could have dismissed the situation and just call it as being just people just wanting to complain. But no, they did not do that. They said, wait a minute, we need to find a solution. And so they talked to the, all of the believers, they talked to the, the, 
those that were there, and they said, find seven persons who are good, who have good character, who are full of the Holy Spirit, who have good repetition in the community, and we will set them among, uh, over this, this particular situation. And they found these seven men, Stephen, Philip, and, and several of the other men, they found them and they put them over. And the Bible tells us that they worked so hard to make sure that they solved the problem that the Bible records in verse 7 that the church multiplied and many disciples, many other priests and, and other people came to the Lord because they set and they would show appreciation for what the people were going through. You see, to appreciate is to hold people in high regards. To appreciate is to treasure people. To appreciate is to admire and respect people. To appreciate is to value the contribution of people. To appreciate is to recognize the full value of someone else. To appreciate is to understand the full implication of why the person is be, be with you. To appreciate is to value or to increase the value of that person. Is to make sure that that person is accomplishing all the things that God wants them to uh, uh, accomplish. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Amen. The third thing that every person wants is to be forgiven. No matter who you are and no matter how, how, where you come from, everyone wants to be forgiven. You see, we are not perfect. Ephesians chapter uh, uh, um, 4 verse 31, the Bible says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all type of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You see, because we are not perfect, we need to make allowances for others to grow and to mature. We need to recognize that people are not perfect. We are not perfect, and we want people to forgive us when we falter. So we need to do the same. Amen. We need to, to make sure and to understand that emotional problems and emotional uh, 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 um, things are, are, are most of the time are, are the result of unresolved uh, conflict. We have more emotional problems because we do not resolve the conflicts that we are in. Forgiveness frees us from guilt. It allows us to interact positively with others. Amen. There is an example, a story that I read a while ago about the prodigal son. A father and a son got into an argument and the son stormed out, out of the house, and he left. He, he, he left the house. He left his father. He refused to, to, to call back. And for years, this son refused to get in contact. And the father did not know where the son was. The parents did not know. They longed for their son. But the son just walked out. Amen. And, and so after several years, the father decided that I wanted to, he wanted to find his son. And so what, he, what did he do? He put an ad in the newspaper. And in the ad, he wrote a, a, a simple letter to his son. He said, Dear Paco, meet me in front of the newspaper office tomorrow at noon. All is forgiven. I love you. Sincerely, Dad. The amazing thing that happened is that 800 young men show up that day 
in front of the newspaper office. There were 800 Pacos looking for forgiveness. We need to release and forgive people. We need to allow them to grow and to mature. Because they are not perfect, we need to give allowance to them for them to grow and to mature. The last thing that every person needs is that everyone needs to be listened to. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 23, the Bible says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your hearts, for they bring life to those who find them and health to their flesh. Guide your heart with all diligence, because out of it proceeds the issues of life. When we listen to people, we say to them, I respect you. When we listen to people, we say to them, I admire you and I want to build this relationship. When we listen to people, we increase our knowledge and we, we increase our idea. We generate good ideas. When we listen to people, we tell them we are loyal. We want we, you, you are valuable and we want you, your, what you are saying or what you are doing to count. How do you listen to people? I suggest that when you are listening, you need to listen actively. And the way you listen to people actively is that you need to look at the person. Uh, amen. You need to, 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 to refrain from disrupting in our society with, with a lot of things that people want, want to be seen or, or, or wanting their words to be heard. Most of the time doing conversations, we are not waiting for uh, um, listening to what the other person is saying, but we are waiting for our turn to talk. Amen? And we shouldn't do that. We need to stop this interrupting. Amen? We need to also focus on understanding what the other person is saying. It is very important for us to understand because communication is not communication until you can understand what the other person is saying and the other person can understand what you are saying. Amen? You need to check your emotions and suspend judgment. Most of the time we get into conflict or we get into situation and we, we refuse to listen because we do not check our emotions. We get so emotionally hyped and because of what the other person is saying, we may not be careful and we, we, we shut them down and we draw uh, conclusions or judgment. We need to refrain from that. Amen. And then also, last but not the least, we need to clarify if we do not have uh, uh, understand by asking clarifying questions, asking questions concerning them. Amen. We, we said to you that concerning uh, uh, um, connecting with people, you need to, number one, understand people. Number two, you need to help people. There is a particular story in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. The Bible tells us that Jesus was on the Sea of Galilee that day, and he was ministering to the people, but there are a lot of people were there. And when he wo as he walked the Sea of Galilee, he saw two boats. Amen. And he entered one of them, and he asked Simon, who, the owner of the boat, to push the boat further on the, on the sea so that he can preach to the people. The Bible tells us that Simon did that, and Jesus went ahead and ministered to the people. But when he finished, he said to Simon, lunch the boat, carry the boat to where it is deeper so that you can let down your nets. Amen. Simon said to Jesus, he said, Lord, we have fished all night 
and there was nothing to catch. But at your word, I will let down the nets. The Bible says that, that Simon went, and when they let down the nets, they, they, they caught so much fish that uh, the boat was sinking, and he had to call his partners to come and help him. And then the Bible tells us some, something amazing, that when Simon Peter saw that, he knelt before Jesus and said to him, Lord, depart from me, I am a sinful man. And then Jesus said a very powerful word to him. He said, beginning now, don't be afraid, but beginning now, you will fish for people. Now, there are three basic things that we see in this passage that, that is so important concerning helping people. Number one, we find out that Jesus was intentional. Jesus was intentional because he intentionally went to where Simon Peter was, intentionally asked Peter to use his boat, and intentionally decided that he wanted to help P Peter. When you will help, if you need to help somebody, you need to be intentional about it. You can't just decide that, well, whatever will happen, will happen. You have to be intentional. And Jesus was intentional in helping Peter. The Bible also tells us not only was Jesus intentional, but Jesus was able to meet a need that Peter had. Amen. Peter met his need by allowing Jesus to use his boat. But Jesus also met a need for Peter. Jesus entered Peter's world. Peter was a fisherman. Peter was, uh, uh, had gone to fishing that day, and he went to fish, so just like going to work to, to, to sustain his family. But all through the night, the Bible says that they fished, they tried, and nothing happened. And so Peter needed a solution. Amen. And what did Jesus do? Jesus came and said to Peter, launch out. Now, Jesus was not a fisherman. But Jesus was the Son of God. Jesus wants to help you. Jesus wants to minister unto you. Jesus wants to find a solution into your life. And if you allow him to enter your world, and you allow him to be intentional about you, Jesus will change the situation and the circumstances in your life. And the Bible says that when Peter obeyed by launching out into the deep, he caught so much fish. Amen. Here was a man who was about to go home with nothing. Here was a man who was about to go home with maybe no food for his family or maybe no, no, no fish to be able to sell to sustain his family. But having met Jesus and having encountered Jesus, his whole situation was changed. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. When Jesus comes into your life, he brings solution. When Jesus comes into your life, he brings, uh, 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 he makes a difference. When he comes into your life, he changes your situation around. He causes those things that were disappointing to be something that he can use for his glory. Say hallelujah. The third thing that we see in this passage is that not only did Jesus solve Peter's problem or was intentional, but Jesus also invited Peter to partner with him. If you want to help people, you need to recognize that they have something also to contribute. You see, the greatest value you can give another person is to allow them to contribute. The greatest uh, encouragement or the greatest help you can give another person is to allow them to share what they have. Everybody has some solution concerning what they need to do. And so Jesus said to Peter, 
Beginning now, you will begin to fish for people. Come and follow me. Come and be my friend. Come and be my disciples. Come and help me. Come and help. Let's do this thing that God has called me to do. Jesus allowed Peter to partner with him. And the Bible records that when Peter and his friends um, landed and they put the fish down, the Bible says they left everything and they followed Jesus. Jesus brought value to Peter's life and value to, to, to his business because Jesus not only intentionally tried to help him, not only find a solution or uh, uh, solve his problem, but Jesus allowed Peter to contribute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can make a difference. You can also make a difference. Amen. We are out of time right now. We have to stop here. We will continue next time. Please stay tuned. Pastor Liz and I will be right back with a very important message. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org 
or email us at admin at Bethelva.com. Yeah.